CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, Happy New Year. Don't forget to buy our crap from our all-new, all-spiffy-for-2020 online store. Now you can buy T-shirts, bumper stickers, mugs, drinkware, messenger bags, and all kinds of other items featuring the Bob Seska Show logo, along with a few vintage Bob and Chez-era items and our original Flush the Turd on November 3rd T-shirts and more. Coming soon, exclusive T-shirts to celebrate the 20th anniversary of my May 2000 Napster Bad cartoons. Don't settle for knockoff items sold by disreputable stores that flagrantly stole my Flush the Turd slogan go to bobseska.com and click the buy our crap link under the logo at the top of the page or just bookmark bobseska.com slash store and go shopping until you're dropping thank you in advance and now let the cartoons begin broadcasting from resistance headquarters relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable never give up never surrender this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com and now 10 rip-roaring 20 slang terms due for a comeback gams legs specifically a lady's get a load of them gams on louise her legs are like the stock market they go up 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 and up forever spifflicated drunk we got spifflicated at the gym joint and wisely invested all of our money in the stock market whose roaring performance will surely continue to the 30s 40s and 50s the cat's meow a person or thing that is extremely excellent america's economic performance is the cat's meow i tell you giggle water any drink with alcohol oh god i just lost everything i'm ruined i need me a giggle water and quick dewdropper a young unemployed man who sleeps all day what malarkey now everyone will think i'm a no good lollygagging dewdropper Applesauce, an expletive. There are no jobs anywhere, and the trouble boys must be zapped. Oh, applesauce. Clams, <laughs> money. How many clams can I get for selling my blood? I've got a whole trench coat covered in this stuff right here. Big sleep, death. Fake my own big sleep? It sounds crazy, but I have nothing left to lose. No one's onions. To be well informed on a subject matter. This FDR fella sure seems to know one's onions. I'm sure he'll turn the economy around liggity split. Ducky. All right. This new deal sure is ducky. And now that everyone recognizes the wisdom of long-term economic planning, the economy will be ducky forever. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, applesauce. <laughs> Holidays over. Forward Nation's Capital, it is Thursday, January 2, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. 
Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1078 of the Trump crisis, day 103 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 306 days until the 2020 presidential election. And for the first time in 2020, let's bring in the Goth Ninja! You know, I kind of go, yeah, as all of those noises are playing, too. So I I, <laughs> I add to the chaos. Hey, happy new year, goth ninjas. How are you? It's Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from the-bunker.com, also sexyliberal.com, and T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Can't believe I remembered all of that crap after, <laughs> uh, after 10 days off. So... Welcome to both of you. Uh, it's nice to spend a week during the holidays debating Star Wars instead of <laughs> the survival of the Republic and, in fact, the entire world. So I was glad to have the time off. How about you guys? I loved Star Wars. I thought it was fantastic. Yes, so did I. I'm going to give my full review and all of the uh, details of why I like that movie so much uh, on tomorrow's After Party show. No, I know. Sorry. I'm not going to talk about Star Wars today. There's too, too many other really important things to talk about today. So we're not going to get into that. David, David Ferguson, are you still there? We, are, are you serious? We don't have are David. You, this is hilarious. You lost me first and now we've lost David. Yes, we've lost every. I don't know where David is. There he is. Hello. Am Hello? I sending? Yeah, there now you're now you're there. All right, good. I'm that so. That was glad. weird. It's my new flat stomach. It's my fault. <laughs> yes. How did that go? Everything. Uh, everything turn out okay? Are you happy? Are you happy with every, the results and everything? So far, so good. And I did make them laugh because I was awake the whole time. And um, at one point, one of the doctors says, so what do you do? And I told him, and I said, and by the way, normally at this time of day, I'm doing a podcast on my friend Bob Seska's show, and I was hoping you guys would let me bring in my phone so I could do it while you were <laughs> doing it. And they, they started laughing, and then at another point, the nurse kept telling me my blood pressure every 30 minutes, which was good. It was going down. And then um, she goes, how are you feeling? I said, it sounds like they're making a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Ew. I was, you know, I was half thinking you were going to say, after you said my name to your doctor, I thought he was going to say, oh, that guy who has sex in his refrigerator. That guy. Uh, you know what? <laughs> they almost did, but they knew better. There were, you know, there are children in the room. There are very young nurses in the room. Thank was... God. <laughs> and, and you've heard from uh, Stephanie Miller since her uh, long have. winter's nap. Yeah. yeah. I have. She looks fantastic. And she, she forgot that they took some fat out of her to put somewhere else so she's like i woke up bruised and i forgot about that um <laughs> that's, that's gotta be so weird like maybe like one of her organs was harvested in the middle of the night or something yeah, like exa that exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm, miss I'm missing a kidney now what the hell i didn't authorize that uh but you no know, she looks fantastic and she's she's still not allowed to go out in the sun so she's like walking the dog under cover of dark the dogs under cover of darkness <laughs> under cover of darkness maybe when she's you see a, her the best thing to say is oh my god it's the new same old you <laughs> oh no! We're the joke is that she's going to have Francis's daughter sit in on Monday. Oh right, okay. As Stephanie, and go. Wow! Not only are you thirteen, but you're a completely different ethnicity. <laughs> now, see, there is is fucking comedy. That is com no that's a great idea. I think that's a. <laughs> that would be very. Funny. Now, now, how I'm, do I look? I'm you look thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping she does that. That'd be. 
That'd be hilarious. Um, I would I would imagine if Francis's daughter didn't have to go to school on Monday morning, she probably would do that. But right, I don't right. know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that would be so hilarious if we just did the cutaways with the daughter. Like you could film them separately and be like, now we can look at the corner <laughs> of the eye here. And it's like <laughs> and we and we flash the 13-year-old, you know, and it's like you can see how clear and and, and smooth the skin is. Yeah. But now see now I'm wishing that was a bit. I'm wishing that was I a know, bit. I know. Yeah. I, I we are I mean my neighbors next door their daughter is seven and i was like you know i'll see if eric and kim will let me bring her over on monday <laughs> see stephanie listens to this show so i know she's gonna hear this and i know it's gonna tweak her her sense of creativity and imagination and, and she's an imagineer is what she is, she she's, is. A, she's a comedic imagineer and this is all gonna come to life i know it uh okay so uh digging into what's going to be maybe one uh. of the most harrowing psychotic years of politics. You know, it's really bad when you can see the awfulness coming from a mile away. Usually it's a surprise. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what this year is going to bring politically. Who knows? But this year we all know, we know that this is going to be a clusterfuck from beginning to, well, we hope, we hope the clusterfuckery ends as of uh, November 3rd, uh, the night of November 3rd. Yeah. Or or sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's also that too. Uh, well, th- I mean, be careful what you wish for, because I mean, like an EMP or like nuclear winter could end all of this real quick. <laughs> that's um, true. And <laughs> like thank God craziness. I can drink. Yeah. Oh, rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've already got trouble with North Korea. Australia is on fire. Melania Trump wants to, for some reason, piss on the world. I don't know what that was. Right. Did she? Oh, I think she said peace. She said she did say peace, but peace. it sounded like piss. And then Trump said, "You're not supposed to say that out loud." <laughs> You're not to, what, what it sounded like she said was "piss on the world." What's your New Year's right. resolution, uh, uh, Melania? And she said, "Piss." Let them eat peace. cake. Yeah, oh, pe- sorry. <laughs> peace on the world. Yeah, let them eat cake. I was expecting that, mm-hmm. but instead it was peace on the world. And and I'm not sure. Be Sunday world. I don't think. I want to be Sunday world. That's like right. a nice. Moscow hotel room. Be best. <laughs> God, peace on the bed. Peace on the on the underage sex worker from Ukraine. <laughs> oh God! Horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh, well, speaking of videos, we've started yeah. the new year. We started the election year because it is an election year. Good luck, oh, America. Right. I was trying to forget that. Yeah. Well, we've already started with a deceptively edited video of the right. Democratic frontrunner. There's a, a mm-hmm. badly, poorly edited video floating around of uh, of Joe Biden saying something that he didn't say. Right. And and of course, it's being shared by Democrats too. Come on, people, do better. Seriously. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Way too many smart people, otherwise smart people. Uh, we're, we're retweeting this, sharing this on Facebook. I saw it all over the place until finally someone said, oh, wait, no, this isn't what he said. I mean, he did this entire speech for about 15 minutes at a town hall about uh, all of the things that he has been trying to do to prevent domestic violence, sexual assault, and all the rest of it to protect mainly women. He also did note that uh, 2 or 3% of violence like that takes place uh, man on man. Um, and then went on to say that a lot of this attitude in the United States where men think that they can abuse their girlfriends or their wives or whatever comes from, you know, a long history of what he said were European values, not necessarily African values or Asian values or anything like that. He was he was noting that the violence against women occurs as a result of things like 
for example, the rule of thumb. He talked about the rule of thumb and how there was a time in which they had to make a law say because so many women were being killed by their husbands uh, that they had to make a law that said you can't beat your wife with a stick or a rod that's any thicker than your thumb. And so he's talking about that and going, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's real, and it's part of our history, and it is. people don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it, but... And instead, yeah. what happened was someone took that out of context, took the part about African values, European values, and made it sound like Joe Biden was slamming African values, which he was not doing. And I hope everyone who shared that version of the video deleted their tweets and deleted their Facebook posts, because this is the kind of shit that we don't need to get started right away. We don't need to have it at all. But we don't need to have it right out of the chute, like on day fucking one of the election season. We're off and away making bogus videos of Democrats. Think about who the who are those people? It's their whole job to sit there and watch old Democratic speeches yeah. and figure out how they can knit them together in a malign way, like to make right. it sound the opposite of. I mean, just like what a creep yep. that person has to be. Like, I'm just going to sit here and distort. That's yeah. my job. Well, this has become the new politics in the United States. This is what we do now. We invent fiction because the goal is to simply defeat the other side. It's not about upholding certain values. It's not about passing uh, certain policy platforms. It's also not just defeating platforms. them. It's destroying them. It's destroying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and, and looking at them as other than human in a way. Right, like, right. I really feel like that the, the, the hate base... The, the Trump supporting 30% of Fox News zombies. I mean, they really don't see us as people. No. They see, you know, we are like parasites to them. And it's, yeah. But I've been in a total media blackout actually since like Christmas Eve. Good for you. I have no idea what's going on in the Good world. You, you guys are taking away my innocence here. And, and at a time when not only are our politics disintegrating, in terms of moving away from being a democratic republic into some sort of totalitarian idiocracy. But other nations are doing the same thing, too. Australia is on fire, portending what could possibly happen with California this coming up No summer. kidding. No kidding. Jesus, God. The pictures and video out of uh, Australia are just so upsetting and so disturbing. And one of the reasons why I'm going to be really drilling down on the climate crisis as far as making that a topic that I'm going to be covering starting uh, starting right now. Like I did this the other day. I uh, I tweeted something about how, yeah, it'd be great to take action on the climate crisis, but we can barely get people to click on a link about the impact of it. You know, whether it's a, uh, something right. about the science of it or whether it's an actual ev- event, some sort of natural disaster that's been exacerbated because of it. So I posted this on Twitter the other day and I got all of these responses that were just confirming my worst fears. And these are from liberals, mind you. And one person said, yes, while climate change is an important issue, it should be the climate crisis. Earning a living wage, health care, and real inflation is what most voters really care about most. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that. There's different this is priorities. the ongoing struggle, though. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. what the public is interested in is not always in the public interest. Right. No kidding. If the Kardashians were doing something about it, it would be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's exactly right. Someone else said, uh, more doom and gloom articles without actionable steps is just a letdown. How many articles can you read about the climate warning and catastrophic weather events without ending up in a ball in the corner drinking vodka? It's true, though. And, you know, it really, I mean, the yeah. people who need to do something about it 
mm-hmm. the, the 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 Georgia Powers and the you know Con Ed and all the massive corporations that you know ship things all over the world in the at least you know. I, what I'm trying to say is the people. It doesn't really matter if we recycle our garbage, guys. And if the huge actors, the people with all the money who are controlling agriculture and industry, like if they don't do anything, we're just fucked. And it's yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, tell me, tell me if you see the irony in this particular article. It's an article uh, where the headline says, uh, uh, "How to halt global warming for three hundred billion dollars," and it's a great idea. There's a way for three hundred billion dollars to delay or to stop the rise of greenhouse gases and buy up to 20 years of time to fix the crisis, according to uh, United Nations climate scientists. That's the gross domestic product of Chile, is basically what we're talking about here. $300 billion will essentially save the human species from annihilation, from self-annihilation. Peter Thiel has that. uh, Peter Thiel has that in like change in the seats of his Tesla. (laughs) Well, that's it. I think the great irony of this article is it's a Bloomberg article. And that's not to say, that does not mean that Bloomberg has $300 billion to spend on the climate crisis. But if enough Bloombergs got together and pooled their resources, we could solve this whole goddamn thing, much less, you know, toss in some government money in there, too. Which I think uh, should be the leading at the leading edge of solutions for all of this, but you know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers at this point. So yeah, so it looks like there are reasonable solutions to be had to all of this. It's just no one's really doing anything. So I mean, again, I know it's a be- it's a terrible way to start out uh, a new year to talk about all the different ways that we're going to be screwed both politically and in terms of the climate. But uh, here we are anyway. Welcome to twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, is Bloomberg's presidential run getting any traction anywhere? I think it is. I think he's actually really? had an impact. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about Bloomberg to bear in mind. And I'm not. I'm not quite yet ready to write off Bloomberg as a candidate because here's one of the reasons. He not another is, Howard Schultz. What, thing. Yeah, what, no. what, what, what he's doing, what Bloomberg is doing, and I don't think Bloomberg would run as a third party, by the way, if he doesn't get the nomination. I don't think so either. Because what he's already doing is he's already helping down ballot uh, candidates to, uh, what is that? Is someone, does someone turn on a vibrator? Is, is that what's... <laughs> no. I'm hearing no, a... I think it's... I just heard that buzzing noise. That was weird. I don't know, I I hear like, noise. I don't know, someone, Wasn't me. What, is one of you two masturbating? You goth ninjas always with the masturbation. Not at the moment. Show. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think he's you know handing out some money to some of the down ballot candidates. He which is. is a, he's yes. He's do, he's sending he's uh, spending millions of dollars on down ballot people, which is fantastic. Is what Tom Steyer should be doing and yeah. and Yang. They have the money. Just do it. It's. Uh, I feel like the magic has gone out of it now that Kamala has left. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. I, well, I will eventually, I'm sure. But like, just right now, I'm still disappointed. Well, you know, Castro mm-hmm. is out. Julian Castro dropped out today. But oh, you know what? Yeah. He's going to be back. He's still young. He's got a lot of support behind him that's building. And I think uh, with a few more years to kind of percolate, to kind of uh, gain some uh, some heft to his uh, legislative record, I think he's going to be back. I absolutely believe that Kamala Harris is going to be back and she may be back within the year. I think Jody is you're just about to track with what I'm saying here that I think Kamala Harris is probably on everyone's VP shortlist. She's on the shortlist for that or and or attorney general. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just feel like she got I mean the fact that the process has been so protracted and started so early. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. like eliminated her from the process. I mean, I just I feel like we should, you know, we should have a some kind of rule that six weeks out from the election you can start campaigning. Uh, that's what it is in France, I think. I think it's only like a six week campaign. CNN and MSNBC and all the networks are never going to go for that though because they make not. so much money from this garbage horse race coverage that they that they start, you know, as soon as the last election is finished counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things about Trump. It really worries me about his his reelection. You know, I, as soon as this crisis is over, I know a lot of people are going to turn off their TVs and go garden. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like the like in spite of the fact that they know he's bad for the country, Trump is good for ratings. Um Right. Well, first of all, that's probably a good problem to have, (laughs) you know, because it (laughs) it presumes that Donald Trump is leaving office soon. And I hope that is Mm -hmm. absolutely the case. I hope it's this year. Like if all goes well and don't fucking get happy on November Mm -hmm. 3rd, if everything goes well on that day and Donald Trump doesn't gain reelection and there's a Democratic president coming in. Um, uh, you know, we take a couple of weeks. You know what? I shouldn't even be talking about this. We don't. We have no idea. This is. I'm getting into territory now where it's almost like, right? Well, we're assuming Donald Trump's just going to win. <laughs> let's let's focus on just making sure that he doesn't win, and then I think we can focus on what happens after he loses. I, guess, I feel like the media is still so. T- I mean, you know, as soon as they get a Democratic candidate and they can get some dirt or some kind of weird, stupid, inconsequential smear, it's going to be like catnip for them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and they're just it's going to be her emails all over again, and I just. I'm anticipating it with dread, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be if it's Joe Biden. If Joe Biden's the nominee, we know exactly what to expect. So, as far as I'm concerned, there should be no mystery in terms of the things that we're going to have to defend if the nominee is Joe Biden. It's the same goes right. for Elizabeth Warren. The same goes for Pete Buttigieg. I think we all know what to expect there. And if we all aren't making plans to defend whoever it might be, as well as their running mate moving forward, I think we're making a big mistake. You know, quite honestly, I think we will have made a big mistake if if the Trumps aren't driven into hiding after all. I agree. <laughs> so I think ultimately... <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing a Gaddafi-style ending, actually. Yeah. Um... Well, that's but, it. Yeah. Maybe not Gaddafi style necessarily, but I mean, the family name has to be driven out of favor, too. I mean, there needs to be more ripping off of that. The name Trump off of the buildings and yep. not on television. I know Mark Burnett wants to do a show with Trump after he's done. Oh, God. oh I hate Mark Burnett. But that's just the thing. If we haven't driven him from public life entirely, and I'm not talking just about him, him and his entire goddamn family. After all of this, we probably haven't been strong enough against Donald Trump. And yeah, you know what? I, I've received quite a few uh, bits of listener mail over the last, uh, especially over the last six months for some reason, about how I've got raging Trump derangement syndrome. Quite honestly, I don't think we have enough Trump derangement syndrome to match the yeah. caliber of the threat. If you're looking at someone thinking they have Trump derangement syndrome, I want you to think about babies in cages yeah. and come back to me. Exactly because right. These are atrocities. These are going to be go down in history as crimes against humanity, Yeah, the things that the Trump administration has done. 100%. Um, just, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And to stand by and be like, well, this is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, here's... here's, here's, here's Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, here's another example of it. This whole uh, business with Eddie Gallagher, 
where Trump stepped in and, and uh, got Eddie Gallagher off the hook after it was oh, Jesus. It's almost entire. It's verified that he did all of these horrible things in a war zone. I mean, murdering children, taking pictures with corpses, with a big shit-eating grin on his face. And now Eddie Gallagher, war criminal Eddie Gallagher, has his own fucking lifestyle brand. And which mm-hmm. is just... Uh. The whole, first of all, the whole idea of lifestyle brands, <laughs> that needs... You know, it's heartbreaking to me to see the, the video of the testimonies, because those yeah. Marines, I mean, or they, they just... I, the looks on their faces, mm. and they're like, this guy's a monster. Yeah. And the looks in their eyes at the what they, I mean, I just, uh. Well, Trump is losing support among military voters. And so. Of course I, he is, because he just, he doesn't know what he's doing. No. He's like sending, you know, air, air, um, battleships and the groups in the wrong direction, <laughs> claiming they're headed to North Korea when they're headed to South Africa. I mean, they, if you're in the military and you're watching this, you're like, am I going to be deployed to Korea? Am I yeah. going yeah. to, you can't be. Yeah, no, his support for him among the military, I suspect, will only soften. God, I'm, their I'm, actual I'm, lives I'm, I'm just, are on the line. I'm looking at this New York Times tweet about <laughs> this lifestyle brand, and it is literally making me nauseous. The retired Navy SEAL Edward Gallagher has a his new apparel line. Called. Uh-huh. So, so there's a typo in the fucking tweet from mm. New York Times. Edit button, Twitter. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the line is called Salty Frog Gear. What? Which is described yeah. as a coastal lifestyle brand with an edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So you're basically Jamie Buffett on meth. It's the <laughs> God, it's coastal so... lifestyle with an edge. I mean, yeah, they're just like they're Ed Hardy shirts with the logo on it. They're just basically their T-shirts and hoodies and shit like that. And, well, and... I mean, you got to hand it to him. He's figured out the right. He's looked out there and yeah. seen that every single one of them is a walking, pledging, Fox News watching wallet full of cash. And they will buy his shit no matter how crappy it is because mm-hmm. of their tribal allegiance to dear leader. So he was like, well, I got to make some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an entire marketplace for this shit. And, uh, you know, David Frum had the best term for all of it. He called it the conservative entertainment complex. So whenever you hear me reference that phrase, I'm stealing from David Frum. But it is such a great way to describe it. You could actually make a uh, variation of it. But it's not very- really entertainment. It's more like a constant horrifying of themselves. They're constantly yeah. scaring themselves and making themselves furious. Right. Well, here's the, I mean, um, that's, it's the, it's the centerpiece for everything that's horrible in the United States right now. The conservative entertainment complex, which I could rename the Trumper entertainment complex or the Red Hat mm-hmm. entertainment complex. Because that's exactly what it is. What they're doing is they're being fed all of these bullshit reasons to be angry angry and and they're bullshit right and all the while they're being told to be angry about a war on christmas or whatever the fuck nonsense story they're up to these days and at the same time they're these same people are stealing their money with this stupid fucking merch and they're stealing their money with these uh, uh tax cuts for the wealthiest one percent and so on and and it's it, this is how they operate now this is, as long as they're fearing some sort of made-up Joe Biden, some edited Joe Biden clip, too. All of mm-hmm. this crap is flagrantly manipulative to bring about some sort of, as I said earlier, some sort of Donald Trump totalitarian idiocracy in this country, just right under their noses, and with their full-throated support at the same time, too. 
And it's, you know, again, as long as they're focused on the whatever the bullshit Fox News outrage of the week is, they're not paying attention to what's really going on. Eddie Gallagher's lifestyle brand makes me fucking nauseous. Um, okay, I want to talk about, we're going to get into uh, Ukraine and the impeachment and everything here in just a second, uh, including these unredacted emails. Uh, there's a, there was an article in uh, Law and Crime that I want to address, too, about the impeachment and Trump fighting the impeachment in court and, uh, and a lot more here today. But first... You know, we talk about Plexiderm for the new year. Of course, this is a time to make changes. It's time for New year, New Year's resolutions. It's time to piss on the world, as Melania Trump said for some reason. <laughs> uh, and, and it was a lot yeah. of... You, <laughs> do you do this? Do you, do you think New Year, New Me? Is that like a phrase that everyone talks about these these days? I saw some of that on... Uh, every day. Yeah. On every yeah. every day. <laughs> but a lot of people are thinking New Year, n- New Wrinkles. And with every passing year, we all look older. It's inevitable. It always happens. But now... That's all changed thanks to the magic in a bottle called Plexiderm Rapid Reduction Serum. It's like I turn back the clock instead of ringing in another new year. Plexiderm is clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. When I took the test, all I had to do was apply this powerful serum to my problem areas. And my God, the problem areas are too many to list. And within 10 minutes, I was a new man. In fact, I just bathed in it. I just filled up a bathtub full of Plexiderm. And- I wish they'd make it for your butt. Yeah. <laughs> My butt was so smooth, you won't even believe it. <laughs> and the best part is there's no surgery or butt Botox involved. It's, it's all in that. I, the pl- Plexiderm isn't for your butt. I just want to make no, that clear. it's not, yeah, unfortunately. Right. Unless you want to buy it. You keep saying you're applying it to your problem areas. I'm trying to figure out how you got it inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that through an ear or a nostril or right, right. just yes with a, a really long Q-tip uh, sim- <laughs> simply just right through my ear just jammed it deep in there simply put I was blown away by the results of Plexiderm and ring in 2020 with confidence knowing Plexiderm is going to give you smooth younger looking skin in just a matter of minutes the best part is it goes on clear so nobody's going to know you're using it bye bye bags and wrinkles hello to a new me go to tryplexiderm.com use my code sexyliberal for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code SEXYLIBERAL. Okay, one more thing I got to talk about. And you know what that is? That is power swabs, power swabs. When was the last time you whitened your teeth? It's been forever since the last time I whitened my teeth. And you know why? I don't like whitening my teeth. Because first of all, teeth whitening trays are sloppy, expensive, and they burn the hell out of my gums. Teeth whitening strips cost a fortune, and I barely notice any difference from those. So this year, I'm going to have a sparkling, pearly white smile because I'm holding my fresh box of power swabs. You never really whitened until you've whitened with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes just five minutes power swabs never leave my teeth and gums all sore and sensitive like other whitening treatments and it's totally safe and effective on all dental work if you're not happy power swabs are back with a 30-day money-back guarantee you need to try power swabs and you will not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in just a matter of five minutes i got a great deal for you go to buypowerswabs.com use my code sexy for 40 percent off again the promo code is sexy just one word sexy 
sexy for 40% off an additional $10 off plus a free quick stick. Yep, that's right. 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick. Or you can call 1-800-668-1749. Use my code sexy. That's buypowerswabs.com code sexy. Visit buypowerswabs.com today. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. X-ray late this morning for my ankle and I I met Brigitte when she called me from the waiting room She sat me down and started talking as she fixed the camera Before I could explain she said, oh I see how you fell You know you will when you're built like a ballerina Comes with the territory I'm sure you've got to be a dancer I was one myself Yeah, this is uh indie pop artist Cookie and uh, the song is called Meant to Be a Dancer brand new single from uh, last year all new bands his lyrics are so real they're so real (laughs) yeah I know that girl you know Uh, I feel like interesting I'm gonna check them out or yeah, her, definitely. Um, it's her. Yeah, it's definitely her. It's uh, she's called Cookie, and the song is called "Meant to Be a Dancer." It's just a single, which is happening a lot now. Uh, a lot of recording artists are just releasing a single, signal, and maybe uh, adding it to an uh, an album later on. But this is great. You can find her everywhere. Uh, you get your uh, digital music. I got a link in this. I got a link in the description. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm, 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 easy for you really? to say, Bob. Yeah, that's wow. a strategic place. I got a lot of valuable minerals. I got a lot of minerals in Greenland. What's wrong with Greenland? Is a strategic place. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And uh, they got a lot of valuable Yes, I don't know what. The I'm sad doing. thing is that, like, you know, this is like this is like vacuum sealed from the rest of my life, right? So the jokes. That we share, the three of us and our listeners, yeah. ha- have no carryover into my actual social life. So when I, like, my friend got vitamins and I was like helping him unpack his groceries, I was like, oh, these have got a lot of valuable minerals. He's like, oh my he's God. looking at me like, like what? what? Are you, are you alright? I'm like, oh, oh man. I don't want to predict an outcome. I'm just no. saying the president who knows a thing or two. <laughs> Shit. When I was a thing or two about a thing or two. He totally can't feel his face right now. <laughs> I swear to God, I know it's January 2nd. I'm still not drunk from uh, from New Year's Eve. We were up until 9 p.m. our time, yeah. LA time, and just watched Anderson Cooper and the ball drop in New York. So I was like, okay, New Year. Yeah, I saw the clip of Anderson Cooper uh, drinking Jägermeister shots. That's the only thing I saw from New Year's when Eve. When did CNN decide it was just okay for people to get trashed on TV? I don't think it makes <laughs> very know. good TV. Like, yeah. I mean, it's okay for a drunk history. Right. For, right. I just, New Year's Eve, it's like, I don't know. It just maybe it's because I don't drink anymore. Drunk people are really obnoxious if you don't drink anymore. Well, drunk They're like dogs. <laughs> yeah. They get all up on you. They got no concept of body space. Their <laughs> breath is all in your face and yeah. they talk uh, like way too loud. And I went to a really nice little house party. That's going to be my thing for New Year's from now mm. on because out there in the world, it's amateur night. Yeah. Everyone is drinking like alcoholics, but they're just regular people. So they're crashing their cars and getting in fights and vomiting on themselves and. Yeah. yeah, I know. But. And it's yeah, it's uh, with drunk history. The point is to be drunk. Exactly. With being on and television. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And there's something. And it's also the, edited. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, not live. That's the, that's the part of the problem with the CNN thing is that yeah. like most people are not that entertaining when they're getting drunk. Right, right. Um, they, or they, if they are, it's in spurts. Yeah. And like, you know, to have it rolling live is just terrible TV. I don't know. It's like nobody I know is like, oh boy, I'm so excited to watch New Year's Eve with Anderson <laughs> Cooper and Andy yeah. Cohen. I you can't know, wait to see Tony Cohen drunk. Boy, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Andy, Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, sorry. To, who's I Tony Cohen? I just hate Andy Cohen. Yeah. Everyone, I want you to watch Kathy Griffin's film, A Hell of a Story. <laughs> and if you can come out of that liking Andy Cohen, I just, I got no use for you. Yeah. Anyway. You said continue. that in like a hushed tone. He's like, I really want everyone to watch Kathy Griffin's movie. <laughs> like, like you were trying to hide that from someone. Uh, no, you I weren't? just like it's okay. still like for the first two years I knew about her, I kept calling her Kathy, Kathy Griffith. Oh, and it's just like I always say her name really carefully now because <laughs> sometimes when I say it too fast, I still say it that way. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I had one and I com- bet she hates that. Yeah, I talked to her on the phone one time for about five <gasps> minutes, but I still have her phone number on my on my phone. So I could shut up. I could call her right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> flagrantly name dropping. Hello. That Uh-oh. is like the one famous person I think that I would just die to spend an hour with just to have lunch with, just to be like, okay, give me the dirt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so observant and she's just like, I don't know. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, she's smart as hell. All right. I well, saw her like long, like far off in New York City, like way up the street, like yeah. with a camera crew. And the, the hair color is impossible to miss. And I was like, Part of me was just like, I'm just going to go be an obnoxious fan and just like walk up and be like, hi, Kathy Griffin. I'm gay. I'm hilarious. You're my new best friend. Call me every five minutes, you know, but. Uh, oh, you know what? That reminds me of something. I had a uh, brush with someone who is involved in the uh, in the Trump Russia story. It's not just really? anyone. A, a, was it Sebastian Gorka? It wasn't, <laughs> no, Greetings. it wasn't Sebastian Gorka. It wasn't him. No, it wasn't. In, I didn't meet the person. I just passed them on the street. But I didn't expect to pass anyone like this on the street. So I only realized that after I was like lined up with the guy and just walking past him. So I was like, oh, shit. And you know who it was? I was out uh, shop. I was at a Barnes & Noble. There's an actual Barnes & Noble store in Gaithersburg. It's kind of an amazing thing. I didn't know there were still brick and mortar bookstores, but I went to the Barnes and Yeah, I went to the Barnes and Noble store in Gaithersburg. And as I'm stepping out uh with my stuff for, you know, you know, just doing some Christmas shopping, I bought a bunch of things in there. And as I'm coming out, I see this guy walking towards me, and he's kind of like a Don Knotts looking guy, but tall. And uh-huh. I was like, that guy looks I recognize that guy. Who is that? And as they're walking toward me, I'm noticing, wow, whoever it is, he's really happy. And oh my God, that's Rod Rosenstein. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was the craziest thing. It's the last person I expected to see uh, walking down the street in Gaithersburg. Uh, I guess walking. But happy. So tw- good. Yes, he was so happy. <laughs> he was the happiest person I saw that entire day. He looked so happy and satisfied to be walking down the street. It was a brisk day. He was outside Barnes and Noble. I guess he was going to go in there and do some shopping himself. And he just looked so contented and satisfied <laughs> with his life. I guess well, he's-, he's probably just like every day wakes up and goes god I'm, I'm not paul uh what's his face but you know paul manafort or yeah, yeah. yeah. like i'm not you know 
I'm not in charge of this. Michael Cohen. Yeah. I'm not in charge of this chaos anymore. I'm out yeah. of the Trump propeller. I can just live my life now. And that's kind of the look on his face. Like, I'm away from the crazy, and now I can just do what I want. And the so, death threats have probably slowed down considerably. Yeah, yeah. But They're I mean, all going to Lisa Page now. I walked mm-hmm. right past him. I was like uh, maybe six inches from him as I'm walking past. And just then the pangs of guilt start like, ah, I should get a selfie. But I'm not going to stop him on the street and say, you know. I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to bug him and I'm just I'm weird about taking selfies with celebrities that I just meet up like bump into on the street not like that happens to me Ron all the time Ron Rosenstein but- I'd be iffy about but like Clint White uh, what's his name from the FBI that's on a MSNBC all the time Clint oh yeah Watts. Clint Watts yeah uh-huh. I would totally be like oh, I gotta get a selfie with you, dude. <laughs> ah, actually right. can we like look like we're peering around the alley edge in a gunfight yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah. this was the guy. I mean, I still think that Rod Rosenstein, for the most part, was still a hero in all of this because he kept that Mueller investigation alive when it looked like it was going to be destroyed in any, like, it could have been True. killed at any second. He was like, Trump was mm-hmm. ready to snuff it out. And Rod Rosenstein stood by it and kept it going. So, in that regard, great. But then. He kind of backed off after he, like, I guess, uh, Matt Whitaker came in, and then, uh, and then it was Bill Barr, and then everything went to shit. And Rod Rosenstein just remained silent. And I feel like my all horrible of these guys, old congressman, Paul Brown Jr. Paul Brown Jr. He's at the uh, Georgia congressman. B R O U N. He's the B R O U N Brown. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I had gone to pick up my boots at the shoe repair place. There's a shoe repair place in Athens that can fix anything, anything, anything. Um, yeah. I mean, really, like you take them and you're just barely hanging together. Like, I've had these shoes since 10th grade. They're like, we'll fix them. Um, <laughs> so just come back in a week. Um, yeah, so I turn around and there is Paul Brown. And it's like this, it's, it's a shop. It's very narrow and you step yeah. up into it. So he's down three stairs, right, in <laughs> kicking range, like face kicking range. <laughs> um, and But I was so surprised I mean, that I actually like kind of recoiled from him like I'd seen a rat. Like, cause he's kind of gross. And then you, and then you, and then you kicked him in the then face. Then I kicked him in the face. No, I really <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I like got back to work that day. I had, and logged into the chat room. It was mm. when I was working remotely for an online platform that we will not name. <laughs> um, yeah. And they were like, yeah, no, we are forbidden to attack Congress people. David. <laughs> like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but it yeah. was just, God, it was, it would have been it was just like right at kick level like, yeah uh, i know yeah it must have must, just, must have been tempting i want so well you know he's not a congressman anymore god did it for me so oh i see gotcha well, look I, at jesus working <laughs> see, i haven't really seen many villains out and about since i've been back here in the dc area i you know uh many years ago i was at a silver diner in mclean virginia and i bumped into john dingle there and i thought that was kind of oh, cool. wow the late john dingle yeah and then the only other one i think uh since then has been rod rosenstein i mean of all people to bump into outside of a Barnes and Noble in Gaithersburg, Maryland. It's Rod Rosenstein. And now, again, it's not something I do, but I just so regret not asking for a selfie. That would have been great. Uh, yeah. That yeah, I should have awesome. gotten a selfie with Joe Biden. I did get a hug from Joe Biden in Charlotte. In you Georgia. got a hug from Joe Biden? Are you serious? He's well, huggy. Yeah, he is he huggy. He is huggy. Yeah. Well, he knows, he knew my editor at the time who works at NBC News now. She had been on Capitol Hill 
And so he ran up and threw his arms around her and was like, Megan, oh, you smell good. And <laughs> shocking. And then he turned to me and he was like, I don't know you. And I was like, I'm David. He's like, David. And he gave me a hug and he went, you know, Aww. it was like, uh, it was, so sweet. yeah, it was, he's like, I don't know you, but you get a hug anyway. Yeah. That's so, so I'm weird. I'm still not voting for him, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck everything. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Here we go. If you have any doubt, it's going to. Take him out, Ukraine. You can't let that happen to me. <laughs> We're doing it. I need Trump. Yeah. <clears throat> so I saw this uh, this thing in uh, Law and Crime. It's one of the mediaite websites, mm-hmm. and uh, this piece talked about how Donald Trump could use uh, the courts to dismiss the impeachment articles without them even being uh, taken up in the Senate. And this is a, ter- a horrible idea. I, in fact, I hope Donald Trump does this. You know why? Because it would take for fucking ever to get this adjudicated in the courts, right? Because then it would go it would go to the federal court, and then it would go to the appeals court, and then it would get to uh-huh. the Supreme Court. There might, may not be a Supreme Court judgment on this potentially until next year. So right. it's it's like And by then there may not be a Supreme Court at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But the fact of the matter is that uh, Donald Trump does not want to exacerbate this process. Donald Trump wants this to go as quickly as possible, which is one of the reasons why Nancy Pelosi's strategy, holding yep. back the articles of impeachment before sending them over to the Senate, <laughs> is, a, is it's it, just it, so cold. It's just such a great idea. And it ruined his holidays. I know it did, mm-hmm. or at least I hope it did. And of course it did. Yeah. Because he wants this to happen as quickly as possible because he doesn't want impeachment to continue to be a news story running into the 2020 general election. At this point, it could very well be because now the longer all- it goes on, the more evidence hemorrhages out. Into exactly. The, you know, so, yeah. But go on. I'm sorry. I interrupted well, you. Well, again, I mean, as long as this is still being discussed, it makes Donald Trump seem like an illegitimate president. And that's the thing that Donald Trump, I believe, fears more than anything else, other than his tax returns being released, is being seen as an illegitimate commander in chief, Mm -hmm. as an illegitimate president. Because let's face facts, no matter how much he brags about his gigantic electoral victory, his electoral college victory, which wasn't gigantic at all, the fact is that he he still won with an asterisk. He won because Russia helped him win. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why he wasn't victorious. He was installed in the presidency. Yep. And I think he realizes that. I think he understands that there's a significant portion of the American people who still believe that and rightfully believe it. So, of course, he doesn't want the uh, impeachment process to carry on and on indefinitely because it really it just underscores how terrible a president he is, how he doesn't belong in all of that. But so I think this this whole suggestion, while I think it's a, a viable suggestion, it's certainly not one that Donald Trump is going to do. And if he does, well, you know, I'm already backpedaling off of my rule, which is Trump always makes things worse for Trump, which is one of the reasons why he might actually do this. He might actually challenge it in court. In fact, he's talked about it. Where's the Supreme Court? He said, why, why don't we have the court stop this thing? And so he may, he may actually move forward with one of the dumbest ideas in the history of dumb ideas. So we'll wait and see on that. Meanwhile, it really yeah. is like a, just a literal penis head. Yes. And a small <clears throat> penis head at that. But I got to tell you, how great was it that 
I just, I really loved spending 10 days when I wasn't steeped in Donald Trump madness. But I think everybody, I mean, that was like what I said before we signed off for the holidays. I was like, everybody walk away from it for a minute. Cause yeah. like we're, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Mm-hmm. It's going to be psychologically draining. Mm-hmm. It's going to be emotionally like a roller coaster and infuriating and just brace yourselves and I hope everyone did take if you haven't taken some time away from it do it now because like it's just going to get more intense in 2020 well I think on the upside there's the potential for everything to turn out great in the last Mm -hmm. two months of the year it never turns out great Bob (laughs) thank you for come on (laughs) shit you know one thing about dying and getting yanked brutally back into life and finding that you you sort of survive to watch everything fall apart yeah (laughs) um Oh, is the the realization that yeah nothing is ever actually going to get any better? It's just going to keep degrading, and we have to do what we can. Well, or I, I mean, yeah, I fortify would, our individual like positions, and yeah, I would say <laughs> getting rid of Donald Trump would be a gigantic accomplishment. And I think yeah, what's going to keep this year from being like just a like a a year of mass suicide is the fact that there's the potential that we end up at the end of it without uh, Donald Trump anymore. So I think, uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's the best case scenario. That's the thing that we can hope for the most. But again, don't get happy. Don't get happy. Right. Um, okay, so there are these unredacted emails now that uh, have been attained showing not only that the administration was well aware that withholding oh, yeah. the, uh, the aid to Ukraine was against the law, but also that the Justice Department was redacting some weird shit. Uh, the Justice Department was trying to cover up what was going on because the redactions are really kind of screwy. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of this, but it's, uh, it's... I saw some of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, DOJ also blacked out a pretty straightforward warning from the DOD that the hold on Ukraine funds might prevent them from being obligated at all, contradicting a talking point pushed by OMB. What we also found out, too, is that Donald Trump, and this is verified now in these emails, that Donald Trump was behind the holding of the money. This was his thing. This was his uh, his mandate. This wasn't some freelance thing by Mick Mulvaney or Rudy Giuliani. This came down to Donald right. Trump. It says here, uh, one of the lines that was uh, redacted out said, clear direction from POTUS to continue to hold. This is what Michael Duffy, Associate Director of National Security Programs at the Office of Management and Budget, told Elaine McCusker, the acting Pentagon comptroller, on August 30th in an email, which has only been made available in redacted form until now. I'm reading now from Just Security. It is one of many documents the Trump administration is trying to keep from the public despite congressional oversight efforts and court orders in Freedom of Information Act litigation. Earlier in the day, on August 30th, Trump met with Defense Secretary Mark Esper and Esperanzo, as uh, Trump thinks his name is actually, (laughs) Secretary Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, to discuss the president's hold on $391 million in military assistance for Ukraine. Inside the Trump administration, panic was reaching fever pitch about the president's funding hold, which had stretched on for two months, at least since the July 25th call right days earlier politico had broken a story and questions were starting to pile up u.s defense contractors were worried about delayed contracts and officials in kiev and lawmakers on capitol hill wanted to know what on earth was going on while trump's national security team thought withholding the money went against u.s national security interests trump still wouldn't budge now thanks to the testimony of several trump administration officials we now know what trump was waiting on 
a commitment from Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. There it is. Yep. Uh, So this has all been revealed. And thank God that Nancy Pelosi didn't close the books on impeachment because they can actually put together at least a couple more impeachment articles on this, I would I would say. This is what I said three, four weeks ago. I was like, just keep... I, I think that they're going to keep this open because more information is coming. That was... I remember... Um, what, I'm, my brain is not working on names today. <laughs> Chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff. Yes. Adam Schiff was... He's like He said something in some interview that implied to me that he knew there was more coming out, that there was more, even more incriminating yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so I, I feel like it's the house. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is just showing the world that she is one of the savviest poker players on the planet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is such a, such a smart move on, on many avenues. Uh, the main one being it, it trolls Donald Trump and that's always, she good. knows it drives him nuts. Exactly. But it also, in a practical sense, it also keeps the books open for new shit to be added. And as exactly. Nancy Pelosi said, uh, last year, uh, early on last year, that Donald Trump is self-impeaching. Donald mm-hmm. Trump does this to himself. And so it's, it, from her perspective, and maybe she had some uh, advanced information along these lines, but from her perspective, she knew that Donald Trump was going to continue committing crimes and that he was going to become more brazen with how he did it. And that's, mm-hmm. exa- <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It's kind of an amazing thing to behold. Uh, it really proves how prescient she is and how on top of these things she is. And uh, she saw that he was just, it was just like the, the whole situation with Bill Barr and the Mueller report emboldened Donald Trump to take even more risks because he thought for sure, okay, well, this guy, Bill Barr, that I've hired to be the new AG is going to protect me no matter what. So fuck it. Let's just do all this shit now with uh, Ukraine. And that's right around when the whole Ukraine plot began with Rudy Giuliani making these trips, uh, meeting with Yermak, meeting with all of these uh, Ukrainians, trying to get the uh, investigation started uh, in time for 2020. And uh, it's not coincidence that it started at the same time, around the same time, uh, the aftermath of, uh, of the Mueller report and the botching of the release of that report uh, had rolled out and played out. And so Mm -hmm. those two things, you can't separate those two things, not only in terms of Donald Trump's fealty to Russia, but in terms of Donald Trump's sense of immortality. Like, ah, there's no way they can get me now. I got Bill Barr and he's going to protect me from all of that shit. He's not going to let anything happen to me. That's right. (laughs) So uh, meanwhile, we learned uh, that uh, acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney was warned by a senior advisor last summer that he should expect Congress to become unhinged if the White House withheld security aid to Ukraine. In a June 27 email, so this goes back even earlier than July, Mulvaney Mm. wrote to uh, Robert Blair, did we ever find out about the money for Ukraine and whether we can hold it back? Blair replied that it was possible, but to, quote, expect Congress to become unhinged, unquote, if the White House tried to rescind spending passed by the House and the Senate. Blair also warned that withholding the aid could add to the narrative that Trump was pro-Russia. Oh, shocker. (laughs) You know, the other thing isn't some of the uh, sanctions that were passed by Congress. Has Donald Trump not withheld that, too? I kind of thought that there were sanctions that the State Department had to apply against Russia. Yeah, uh, he's, he's not enforcing the sanctions is what it is. Because yeah. I think the sanctions were passed. He's just not doing it. 
Right. So that seems to be in the same ballpark as this, is the withholding of the money. Like there's the Absolutely. Congress is telling the the White House to do shit and it's and it's legal and it's mandatory that the White House does all this crap whether it's paying 391 million dollars to uh Ukraine and also mm-hmm. applying sanctions to Russia and Trump is just going whatever, I'm not going to do any of that. Well, and he also has still just don't forget that Zelensky still hasn't had his White House meeting. <laughs> Unfucking believable how they've gotten away with it for this long. I mean, just where Mitch McConnell's Senate is passing bills, handing them to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump's going like, oh, well, just put that over here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just ignore it. I'm not going to even deal with it. Oh, my God. Okay, a lot more to talk about. We're going to uh, wrap up the show right after one last break back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Out in the wilderness, we're out in Wisconsin, from the island of America, here she comes a-knockin'. There's a band out of Boston. This is called uh, Stop Calling Me Frank. That's the, that's the great name of this band. Stop Calling Me Frank. Song, yeah, song is called uh, My Baby is an Axe Murderer from the State of Wisconsin. That's the name of the goddamn song. And the album is called Spider in My Beer and Other Songs. Got the link in the description. It's great stuff. I love it. It's got a little bit of Elvis Costello in there and all kinds of other great things uh, all mixed in. I miss punk rock sax. Yes. You know, I know. You remember right. the band Fear? New York's all right if you like sax with odds. You know, oh, like- yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And you know who? You know what's 80s band I rediscovered uh, over the weekend was, um, oh, my God, the Human Academy. You remember the Human, Human Academy? Academy? Yeah. I remember yeah. Dream Academy. Dream Academy, yes. League. I'm sorry, Dream Academy. Dream Academy, Academy yes. that's it, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I hadn't been meant to talk about it, so it, like, it just got deleted. You thought of Human brain. League and that then was the Dream Academy. the thing I think you've ever done. Yeah, Except I for, think so. It, it, unless you were to sit in the car and sing one line of a song over and over and over while the song is playing... <laughs> You could not have achieved a higher level of daddom. I'm sorry. I'm point. I'm just still vacation <laughs> vacation Bob. I, I'm just not not prepared to actually <laughs> speak in public right now. Um, okay, uh, let's get back into things here before we wrap up the show. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, uh, Joe Biden said he might pick a Republican running mate, and I think we uh, unless it's Dwight Eisenhower. No. Yeah. 
No, I don't. That just makes me want to stab myself in the eye with a pencil. Well, don't worry because he's not going to actually do it. He's, uh, he he better not. Yeah, he I think won't. this is just. I a, just. Yeah, this is just him. Tr- what he's trying to do is he's trying to win those elusive, you know, Wisconsin. Speaking of Wisconsin, we just we just played. Uh, my baby is an axe murderer from the state of Wisconsin. Speaking of Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden's trying to appeal to those guys in the diners with the trucker caps and the ones who voted I for guess. Obama, blah, blah, blah. And so by saying that, he's reaching out. But don't worry, Joe Biden's not going to pick a Republican as his running mate. It's just not going to no. happen. Uh, b- but, you know, he may pick up some votes along the way. I guess that's important. I'm not forgiving the idea of, you know, choosing a Republican running mate. I'm just saying. This is something only Democrats do, by the way. And yes. I, I'm trying to put a positive spin on the concept because on the surface, it is. It is infuriating on the but surface. But he's trying to plug into that whole New York, D.C. media narrative of the yeah. work, working white working class and the, the Joe six-pack who voted mm-hmm. for Trump. And now that his job has been sent overseas and he's existing on a diet of windowsill dust and green water you know um he's like thinking that maybe he did the wrong thing like i'm just uh fuck those people i mean yeah. it's like if you didn't to me if you on the june 15th of 2015 when he came down the fucking escalator and said mexicans are rapists and criminals and drug dealers if you didn't get off the train at that point you're a racist and you are bullying you're you're taking part in a white nationalist agenda that's right Period. fuck them mm-hmm. yes uh-huh. um, yeah well, here's an actual news story that I know is brand new. That Corey Lewandowski is not going to run for Senate after all. Womp, womp, Woo-hoo! et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poot. Yeah. I was looking forward to that op- that opposition research. <laughs> Man. What is, you know, again, it's good, good, good news when a Trumper says, hey, you know what? I wasn't really running in the first place, but I'm not going to run because everyone hates me and mm-hmm. I would probably lose badly in the process. Isn't there some also, some rumor also going around about, uh, Ivanka Trump challenging AOC. Uh, oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that would be a bloodbath. Well, and if it's not a bloodbath, and it needs to be a bloodbath, let's just face facts here. Any Trump beyond, I mean, obviously Donald Trump's already president, but any other Trump who tries to run for office just needs to be humiliated electorally. Yeah. It's a nice day for a red wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh man, that's uh, that's Sorry. David Ferguson at Patreon.com/slash The T Rex Reports. Send all of your send your hate mail there. Yeah, all um, of your Secret Service inquiries go to Patreon.com/slash The T Rex Report. Okay, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, one last thing here before we wrap up. Donald Trump uh, delivered a Christmas wish to Kim Jong-un, his bestie in uh, North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Uh, there was a uh, me in the nostril. God damn it! <laughs> you guys, uh, the same. I think it was the, the same event in which Melania Trump said, "Piss on the world." Uh, Donald Trump was asked, "What's your message tonight for North Korea?" And Trump said, "Well, we'll see." I have a very good relationship with Kim Jong-un. I know he's sending out certain messages about Christmas presents, and I hope this Christmas present is a beautiful vase. Wait a minute. I, I, uh, and I hope his Christmas... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you just broke my brain, Bob. And I Where hope... Where did you deviate from reality there? This is, Donald, this is an exact quote from Donald Trump. And I hope his Christmas present is a beautiful vase. That's what I'd like to see. What? A vase as opposed to something else. 
Huh? And then the reporter said, you think it will be, sir? I don't know what that means. And Trump said, he likes me. I like him. We get along. He's representing his country. I'm representing my country. We have to do what we have to do. But he did sign a contract. He did sign an agreement talking about denuclearization. And that has that was signed. Number one sentence, denuclearization. That was done in Singapore. And I think he's a man of his word. So I think we're going to find out. But I think he's a man of his word. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh this God. is the thing about liars. Yeah. This is something I've noticed about some people I know who are like hardcore, like compulsive liars. Is right. It never occurs to them that anyone might lie to them. Yeah. Right. Like they think they invented it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, I was like, well, I mean, he signed a paper saying he wasn't going to continue to build up nukes. He's my buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. I want a nice vase. Well, here's the what thing. What is about, he talking about? Here's my theory about the vase. Here's my I thing just, about What is this. that? I think one of his handlers said, hey, it's something about uh, Ming vase. Like, here's, like, remember the vases from the Ming dynasty, and that's a valuable right? relic and so on. And so I think maybe at some point someone said to him, hey, you know what uh, Kim Jong-un collects is he collects Ming vases. And Donald Trump couldn't think of Ming. He couldn't think of the Ming dynasty as he was oh, right. so repeating his... Nice, or Emperor Ming. As a, <laughs> it's a nice vase. He's That's what he hopes that Kim Jong-un receives as a present. A beautiful vase. He fucked it up and, and made it you know, sound... My mom told me that the difference between a vase and a vase is $50. Yes, it's like the difference <laughs> like, between... If it's more than 50 bucks, it's a vase. It's the <laughs> difference between a footstool and an ottoman, $300. Oh, gotcha. I thought right. it just meant they came from Tur- the Turkish region of the yeah, Asian steppes. <laughs> yeah, you. well, of course none of it makes sense. Donald Trump doesn't make any sense. It's the brain worms. Brain, all new brain worms for 2020, I think. Uh, a okay. nice vase. A nice vase. He, it's just, I mean, he's like a four-year-old. It's so weird. It's just like, give him a shiny bauble, you know, and <laughs> tell him everybody in your country loves him, and he will just like be like, here, take our nuclear codes. You know? like Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, God. It just, uh, Please, it's got to end this year. I know. Folks, vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check your voter registration. Get out there. Organize. Agitate. Register voters. And if your favorite box. guy or woman doesn't get the nomination, vote for whoever Suck it does. Up and vote for whoever does, exactly. Yep. That's right. And the main we thing will, is we will change your diapers and let you cry on our shoulder after yeah, the election. Yeah, don't worry. You can come over and weep, but yeah, vote and, for the whoever gets it. And meanwhile, don't under don't undermine the other Democrats. Support Thank your you, candidate, yeah. but don't undermine the other Democrats. Right. We have exactly. a completely target rich environment with our current administration. That's so right. There is Thank no you. reason to aim your fire laterally. So uh, coming up here on the postmortem show, as if anyone's uh, really super curious about what happened over my holiday break, I, I received a, <laughs> I received a really awesome gift from Kimberly's dad, which I proceeded to break, <laughs> proceeded to drop and break. So I'm going to talk about you that. Dumbass! I know I'm, I'm such a klutz. I'm going to talk about that on the postmortem. When they show. make the T-Rex Bob buddy movie, that's going to be my catchphrase. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> And in this case, 100%. I so totally deserve that. Uh, that's coming up on the Postmortem Show on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Please support us. We had, oh my God, a ridiculous number of declines this month. So if you received a message from Patreon, please fix your payment information because, wow, a lot of patrons got not necessarily eliminated, but 
on the chopping block. So you got to make sure you you fix your payment information if you got a, a notice from Patreon. Meanwhile, speaking of Patreon, you can listen to T-Rex's uh, podcast, David's podcast at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Jody Hamilton's podcast from the bunker is at from-the-bunker.com. Also at sexyliberal.com with all of the sexy liberal podcast network podcasts. That includes, uh, oh my God, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh my God, I've got this old list with all kinds of shows that don't exist anymore, so I'm skipping past them. <laughs> Sanity with John Fugel saying, final word for Frangela, the rude pundit, so much more. That's it. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh shit, wait. I, I got to do this. Hold on. I got to hear from uh, this this promo from Jody Hamilton. I forgot to play. Let's play. So oh, let's that do. one? Yeah, oh, don't great. listen to her. I love her. Let's do that now. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean oh, Barton, David so Chockett, and I discuss politics, I am. I've sports. Okay, you guys got to stop talking over Jody's <laughs> promo. <laughs> Try it again. Here we go. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Chockett, and I discuss politics sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.